This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Um, Taram to our listeners. I'm Glabri Moria of Three Sisters Eye Service Organisation of New Zealand, and I offer my most loving and humble pranams at the Lord's feet of our beloved Bhagwan, Sri Sita Sai Baba. I welcome our listeners to the 886 Saturday News Program by the Hamilton City Science Centre. Talk about meditation, faith and essence of Bhagavad Gita. Once again, this thing I have general in the studio. Okay, as usual, let's start with the Ganesh Bhajan. Jai Ganesh, Jai Ganesh, Jai Ganesh Deva. Jai Ganesh, Jai Ganesh, Jai Ganesh Deva. 
I hope you enjoyed that Ganesh Bhajan. This our first topic: meditation. To some, meditation is a science of the mind. To others, it is an art, indefinable and mystical. For almost all, it is difficult to understand. Meditation denotes quiet introspection or absorption of the divine. It means exploring and expanding the consciousness. Meditation can be the awakening of inner energies or the discovery of the self-understanding. It may be repeating the name of the Lord with love or simply collecting oneself for the day ahead. To all, meditation is a means of concentration within to discover the inner wellsprings of love and wisdom, of joy and peace. So, General, what Sai Baba has said on meditation? Can anyone train another in meditation or claim to train? It may be possible to teach a person the posture, the pose, the position of the legs, feet, hands, neck, head or back, the style of breathing or its speed. But meditation is a function of the inner man. It involves deep subjective quiet, the emptying of the mind and filling oneself with the light that emerges from the divine spark within. This is a discipline that no textbook can teach and no class can communicate. The two main forms of meditation are on sound and on light. Baba recommends meditation on light, for light is universal. It is recognized by all people in all places. From one candle, you light a thousand candles without diminishing the light of the first. So it is a good symbol for the eternal light that can never be diminished. If one is used to adoring God in any form, visualize that form of God in that light. For light is God, God is light. When light meets light, all is light. There is no boundary between your light and His light. They merge, they fulfill. Let's have a break here. Here's a song called With Your Heart open to love. Believe in yourself 
hope you enjoyed that song our next topic is on faith baba says nothing is accomplished without faith as we must have faith in ourselves and others to complete any task so also we must have faith in god if we are to make spiritual progress faith is the first step that makes every step possible faith springs from self understanding and enables us to recognize divinity in the world faith in god represents any array of challenges to the newcomer it frequently requires major changes in new believers lifestyle so jinal can you add further to this topic of faith knowledge arises from experience but we must first act on faith we must act to win the experience that rewards faith it is not proper to demand proof of the existence of god before any effort is expended Spiritual progress is not merely intellectual exercise it is right living good conduct and moral behavior these attitudes are the automatic consequence of belief in a just compassionate god who is watching and witnessing our every act so faith and belief in an omnipresent omniscient omnipotent god is the first prerequisite to a good life Until faith is strong it is best for us to remain silent firm faith is like a raging fire it will consume the green wood of others doubts when faith is unshakable we can aid others until that time silence is the kindest friend of faith faith can work wonders it can compel the lord to manifest himself and give you what you believe he will give you there can be no more worthy object of effort than realizing the omnipresence of god our faith grants us patience while we develop spiritual discrimination which enables us to know what is real and of lasting value the test of success in faith lies in our actions when we act in accordance with high ideals we earn god's grace to progress further experience in spiritual endeavor confers knowledge practice earns grace experience of the lord's grace grants the certainty of self realization faith grants our true freedom holding fast to the divine will we release our hold on fear and anxiety god guides us through the maze of life god's strength is the strength of our faith and courage our own divine self the god within grants success rely on the lord within and discover inexhaustible reinforcements of courage in each heart the final victory is for those who have faith in the invincible atma their reality whoever has the enthusiasm the steadfastness and the determination to reach the goal will certainly succeed cultivate that faith in ultimate success never despair or fault or doubt that is my advice to one and all thank you for that jino well we have heard what baba has to say on the topic of faith our next topic is on the essence of the bhagavad gita for westerners readers who may not be familiar with it 
Here follows a summary of the traditional Bhagavad Gita, as set down by the sage Vyasa. That Bhagavad Gita was given by Krishna to Arjun just before a great war involving huge armies with millions of soldiers, coming from kingdoms scattered all over the continent of India. In massive encounters that rage daily for 18 days, the forces of good were pitted against the forces of evil. This war proved to be one of the bloodiest of all time. When it was over, only a handful of men survived. In this war, Krishna, who was God incarnate, took the humble role of a charioteer to guide Arjun and the Pandava brothers to victory. But on the eve of the great war, it looked like the battle was lost before it even started. Arjun, the foremost warrior of the side of good, had become overwhelmed with doubts. He decided to throw down his bow and not fight. This situation came about after Krishna had driven Arjun's chariot onto the battlefield between the two armies. There Arjuna saw his beloved grandfather, his teacher and his kinsman on the opposite side, getting ready to fight and die for their cause. They had allied themselves with the forces of unrighteousness. Filled with deep dependency, Arjuna said, Oh, Krishna, I cannot fight. I feel overcome by the sense of helplessness. What good in winning this war when it will lead to a destruction of all these kinsmen, teachers and heroes? I do not know where my duty lies. I beg you to tell me what is right for me. I surrender myself fully to you. I am your disciple. Please teach me. Then the Blessed Lord gave him the great wisdom teachings of the Bhagavad Gita. If you have just joined us, welcome to Sai Radio News program, which we broadcast every Sunday. If you want to know more about Sata Sai Service Organization, you could ring on 8543272. So, General, what Krishna has to say to Arjuna? Krishna says, Arjuna, shake off this faint-heartedness. It is not worthy of you. Do not yield to weakness. You have been preparing so long for this battle to preserve righteousness. Even as a man casts off worn-out clothes and puts on others which are fresh, so the Atma casts off bodies and enters into others which are new. Bodies are born, and what is born must die. But the eternal Atma is never born, it never dies. Weapons cannot cut it, fire cannot burn it, water cannot wet it, and wind cannot dry it. This Atma is not your perishable body, it is your immortal self, the imperishable self of everyone. Once that is known, then what is there to grieve for? The wise never grieve, neither for the dead, nor for the living. I am that Atma, Arjuna. I am the Supreme Lord of all, residing in the heart of every being. I am the father of this world, and also its mother and sustainer. I am the beginning, the middle, and the end. Everything is produced out of me, 
Everything is pervaded by me. No creature can exist without me. Whatever path men travel, it is my path. Whichever way they go, they reach me. Though I am eternally birthless and unchanging, yet I incarnate myself from age to age. Whenever righteousness declines and unrighteousness prevails, I take on a form to protect the good and to destroy evil. Veiled as I am by my inscrutable power of illusion, my maya, the world does not recognize me. Although they do not know me, Arjuna, I know them all. I know their past, present, and future. In truth, I am ever unmanifest and imperishable, but not understanding this transcendental nature of mine, the ignorant regard me as a mere mortal. Knowing nothing of my reality, they ignore me and become occupied in the world with vain hopes, vain works, and vain knowledge. Lost in the maze of Maya, they are spun around like puppet dolls on a merry-go-round. This divine illusion of mine is most difficult to overcome. Among thousands of human beings, only a few struggle to know my truth. Even amongst these that struggle, only one perchance comes to know me in reality. Such a one is a yogi, one steeped in the highest wisdom. Therefore, Arjuna, you should be a yogi. With all your being, take refuge in me alone, and by my grace you will attain supreme peace. Thank you for that, General. We'll have a small break, then we continue on the topic of essence of Bhagavad Gita.
never sung by Ramesh Aza. So, you know what Krishna has to say further to Arjuna? From this moment on, fix your mind steadily on me, dwelling in your heart. Be devoted to me, bow down to me, worship me, know that I am always within you, and soon you will become one with me. Yes, truly do I promise this to you, Arjuna, for you are very dear to me. He who knows my divine birth and work will not be born again after death. He will not lose sight of me, nor I of him. Arjuna, whoever works for me and has me as his supreme goal, whoever is devoted to me and is unattached, bearing no malice towards any creature, will quickly come to me. Such a one sees me everywhere, residing in all beings, as the imperishable amidst the perishable. For these who have me ever present in their mind's eye and serve me steadfastly with affection, I will carry their burdens and I will give them what they need. Talking about me to each other, they are forever satisfied and delighted. Out of my compassion for them, I strengthen their power of discrimination and destroy the darkness of ignorance that beclouds their vision. Bringing their senses under control, they transcend the world of death and decay and attain immortality. Arjuna, whoever offers me with love either a leaf, a flower, a fruit, or even some water, such devout offerings coming from a pure heart I will surely accept. Whatever you do, whatever you eat or sacrifice or give away, whatever austerity you perform, offer that first to me. Then you will be free of the consequences of your actions, and soon your mind will become calm and wise, steeped in renunciation. Endowed with evenness of mind, and having abandoned the fruits of your actions, you will be freed forever from the fetters of birth. Arjuna, resign every action to me. Fix your mind firmly on me. I will perform all your actions through you and liberate you from all sins. Fear not. By my grace, you will overcome all obstacles. But if, from self-conceit, you do not listen to me, you will surely perish. You may think, I will not fight. But impelled by a sense of duty, your own nature will compel you to fight. What out of delusion you do not wish to do, you shall do in spite of yourself. Arise, Arjuna, with the sword of wisdom that I have given to you. Cut to pieces this ignorance which doubts the truth, that the divinity is ever-present in your heart. Arjuna, stand up and achieve glory. You are pledged to uphold righteousness. The forces of unrighteousness have become rampant. You must encounter them and destroy them. Take refuge in me, Arjuna. Think of me at all times and fight. It is not you who will kill these heroes, but I. I am the world's creator and sustainer. But I am also the mighty, world-destroying time that devours all. Truly, these warriors in hostile armies have already been slain by me. You are merely the instrument through which I act. Here, 
I give you a vision of my universal form in which you can see the oneness of all existence. Behold my divine power. Behold the whole universe, moving and unmoving, all unified in me. With wonder and amazement, Arjuna bowed his head in adoration and spoke with palms joined. O Supreme Lord, hail to you. Hail again and again. It is the fulgans of thousand suns were to blaze forth together in the skies. The glory would compare only a little with your infinite splendor. You are the imperishable Lord, the undying guardian of the eternal dharma. You are everything that can ever be known. Seeing your awesome form, all the worlds are trembling with fear. And so am I. Just as many rivers flow towards the sea, so do all these heroes in the world of man enter your flaming mouths. Then the blessed Lord again assumed his usual gentle form of Krishna and then said, Graciously have I shown to you this infinite form of mine. It is very rare indeed to see what you have just seen, neither by study of the scriptures, nor by austerities, nor by charity, nor by rituals, but only by single-minded devotion can I be seen thus. This experience of my cosmic form and this sacred knowledge that I have taught you are the most precious of all treasures. Arjuna, have you listened to me with full concentration? Has the delusion caused by your ignorance been dispelled? Think over everything that I have said to you, reflect on it fully, and then do what pleases you. Arjuna answered, O Lord of the universe, your powerful and wonderful words contain the highest wisdom, and you have spoken them with so much compassion. Through your grace, my delusion is now destroyed. I stand free of all doubts. Please direct me. I will do as you command. So here we are. We are at the end of the program. And you have just heard the essence of Bhagavad Gita. We'll see you again next week. I'll leave you with a song by uh, uh, Dana Glipsy. And she's singing Rama Hare Sai. Salam to you all. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com/freefm89 to find out more.